Hello, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. My name is Tim, and with me as always, we have Matt and Devin. And joining us as pretty much a regular is Evan. Um, <laughs> on this week's episode, we're going to be going over a list by, I'm going to butcher your name, so I'm going to apologize in advance, uh, Heki Tekainen. So just let me know in the comments how badly I butchered it. And uh, we're going to be going over Thranduil's Halls and uh, just discussing the profiles. Um, so we'll move into the list review first. Um, Devin, if you want to go over that. Oh, and All by right. the way, uh, Heike, if, uh, Heike or Heike, if that's your name, please let us know where you're from because I'm intrigued by that name. <laughs> I almost feel like it's from a video game reference. Like yeah. Sort of cartoon maybe, that I've missed may, out Maybe on. it is, yeah. <laughs> it might be an anime or something. But um, all right, so uh, he wants us to rate his Rivendell list. So apparently his goal is to make a high uh, competitive elf list. So let's go ahead and see what he did here. Uh, he gets Elrond as a leader with a horse and heavy armor, uh, leading five Rivendell knights with a shield. And then he has another Rivendell knight with a shield and a banner. So he doesn't have a banner in the list. Uh, Kyrdan with three high elves with a shield. Uh, then he's got one high elf with a spear and shield, two high elves with an elf bow and spear. And then he's got Arwen. Um, and I'm sure that'll invite a lot of conversation uh, with three high elves with a shield, one high elf with spear and shield, and then two with bow, elf bow and spear. And then he's got a high elf captain um, with a horse, shield, and lance. And then once again, two high elves with shield, two high elves with shield and spear, three high elves with elf bow and spear. So this leads, it's an 800 point list, 25 warrior models. Uh, no, I'm sorry. 25 warriors, 29 models total, uh, 13 elf bows, and 8 might. So, okay, my initial thought is that this is not a highly competitive list. Um, there is a serious lack of beat sticks at 800, and then combine that with a very low model count, and you're looking at being eaten up relatively quickly especially since a large number of your models are you know don't even have shields so they're actually defense five so you are gonna win the shooting war with 13 shots and kirden i think you're pretty insulated there uh arwen i'll be honest i think is a complete waste of your time uh with nature's wrath being nerfed she surfaces uh serves really no function other than nature's wrath and nature's wrath the bubble being reduced down to three makes her very very complicated to use i think if you did use it um you probably want to get her off asphaloth i know that sounds weird you're reducing the bubble size but it, with three inch casting range you're generally gonna have to be like in combat well i don't know you have to generally be in combat i think that'll be up for debate some might argue with that but, but long story short i probably would want to save points on her um if wherever i can and uh, otherwise, though, I think you did right with the High Elf Captain giving you that uh, that march ability and also just giving you another potential beat stick. At 800 points, it's probably a little irrelevant, but um, essentially, you know, you have a horse, shield, lance. I think a High Elf Captain is probably one of the better captains in the game as far as, like, actually slamming it into your opponent. But my first instinct reaction is kind of uh, a little not feeling Arwen, and I, I think you should have another character who can hit heavily. But the problem is getting that in there. Let's see some other people's thoughts on that first before we even... I mean, do you guys even agree with me on that one? Well, um, I definitely agree with you on Arlowin, but I first want to cover something that I think will be far less controversial on this podcast, which is as soon as the High Elf... Ca I saw the High Elf Captain, I just like immediately thought like Boromir of Gondor, right? Because... Sure, Boromir can't lead High Elves, but you have so many warband slots open in Elrond's warbands that you can just dump the entire High Elf Captain's warband into Elrond's warband yeah, and then tough. drop, what is it, 10 to 15 points, something very low on Boromir, 
who has not only four extra might, but the ability to heroic strike, an extra attack, and uh, some extra bulk with the extra wounds and the the horn. And I think that'll that is an excellent point. That'll sort of <laughs> that'll <laughs> hit Devin's sort of um, uh, desire to have more hitty heroes because that takes you from like one and a half hitty heroes to like two big hitty heroes that are going to do a lot of damage. Still um, replace Arwen though. <laughs> yeah, I think Lindir is the obvious replacement to Arwen uh, first and foremost. Because um, one, he provides resistance to magic to your army, which helps protect Elrond from magic, which he's usually not very good against because he wants to be using his will points for uh, Wrath of Bruin in, but he's only got three of them, and that means he can get shut down by magic very easily. Um, so I think Lindir would probably be a much safer bet. And I definitely agree with Arwen um, because of how small the range is that being three inches in order to get the best out of it, you have to like get basically in the face of the opponent. So you need to get in their control zones in order to get the maximum number of models. And the problem then is you have to charge and Arwen with her, I'm fairly sure defense three, uh, two wounds, two fate. She's not going to be surviving in combat, like at all, especially with the big base on Asphaloth. Um, yeah, that's my initial thoughts. Oh, my other thought is I don't think you should be using one of your Rivendell knights and giving them a banner. I think right. that banner should probably be on a foot guy, where one you have like a higher density of figures. So the banner will affect more guys. And two, it means that you don't have one of your super powered cavalry models holding a banner that gives them minus one to their dual roles. So that's Agreed. my initial thoughts. Do yeah. the knights have lances by default? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Cause that's what I was yeah. like, wait a minute, where are their lances? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good way to go. I mean, one thing he did say was he wants to make an all around competitive high elf list. Yeah, and Boromir, right. well, I think a good choice is not a high elf. Um, if you wanted a different way to kind of solve those problems, um, one thing you could do is get rid of Kirdan, get rid of Arwen, redistribute the high elves amongst the other two guys. Um, and I think you might be able to add one or two. Um, or you know, perhaps convert one of the guys on foot to another Rivendell knight and add in Galadriel, Lady of Light, who is not in the Rivendell list, but is a an elf. An elf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and is she um, is she green allies with? Yeah, this they're list? green. Yeah, they're green. Yeah. So I mean, so that allows you to keep the the ability to to stay you know reroll the stationary hits, um, which is actually not a bad ability to have. Well, in an I mean, army so does so does Boromir. He's fellowship. Fellowship is oh, green. Fellowship green. Elf. All right. Well, never yeah. mind. All right. So that's not an advantage. But in any case, it's a different way to do it. She's, she's an elf, um, and uh, um, you know she can also fortify spirit on Elrond, which is actually a decent thing for him to have because then he doesn't have to expend will to um, to uh, fight off um, enemy casters at least as much. If say Galadriel channel fortifies spirits on him, he can just kind of depend on those two roles. Um, so, uh, so I guess that would be my thought alternative. But I think we can all agree that that you know 
29 models is is too small at 800 yep. points. Yeah, that's going to be brutal. Especially I, with the defense values, guys. Now, are you guys happy? Because I know that he wanted, obviously, to kind of sit back and shoot. Are you happy with the amount of Rivendell Knights, or would you decrease it at all and try to build more troops up into this? Or um, I guess, how many, how many Rivendell Knights would you guys be happy with? I mean, he's using the Rivendell Knights to abuse the bow limit, it looks like. I think, actually, you know what, I kind of... Well, no, actually, they are the hitting power of his list. I mean... yeah. It's not it's not a bad thing what he's doing there. I don't think having six yeah. Rivendell Knights is awful. Especially considering he has no hitting power with the heroes here except for Elrond. Yeah, I, I uh, feel well, like if if he does the thing where you swap out the High Elf Captain for Boromir, I might consider dropping some of the Rivendell Knights because they're, what, 22-ish points? 22 yeah. points. So you can basically effectively split them into two High Elf Warriors, which will increase your model count. So you might want to do that bring your numbers up to low 30s, which isn't by any means great, but it's much better than high 20s at 800. Yeah, I'm so kind I of might doing consider the math that. here. I mean, you, I think the list becomes even better. Just And I, I feel bad because the guy obviously wanted like Wrath of Brain and double, but yeah. it, just taking Arwen out and then just adding High Elves. Yeah, you just, get... Not not Rivendell Knights, <laughs> but just Hiles. That would be yeah. a better choice. Than so what... Arwen is, what, <laughs> 70 on Asphaloth? So you're getting, uh, like, yeah. six-ish yeah, Hiles. Six which is um, still, huge. in my opinion, yeah. a much better race for this. Now, I'm going to throw this at you. I don't I don't know what you guys think about this. What do you guys think about um, Hirden, Lorfindel maxed out with the twins with horse and armor? And then that way you have three beat sticks, you fill it out with troops, and you get to like the mid-30s again. And then that way you have pretty much the same thing, but now you have the twins plus Glorfindel at that point. Yes, you lose uh, the Rivendell Knights, but you get higher you lose. Yeah. You also lose the Wrath of Bruin, which I, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't think that's do. necessarily That a would bad probably idea. be a good list, but yeah. the problem is it's so different right. from what... And also, I, I honestly don't think the twins are worth it. Well, I only, I only say that just because he says his goal is to make a powerful list for high elves. And I know it kind of variates from what he was doing, but if his ultimate goal was just to do a, a competitive high elf list, maybe that's the route we're thinking. And I know that we, you know, we've talked about trying to keep it here with the rare exception, of maybe a Boromir or lady of light. But if we, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think that that would be a little bit better than the list at hand to kind of help him out with that? Or do you think that just make a couple of adjustments here and there and then it'll so, get there? So what were you saying for the heroes? You were talking it was Glorfindel. the twins, Glorfindel, and Kyrdan. All right. So the problem there is no march. Yep. There is no um, march. First instinct would be drop the twins, take Aristor and Boromir. You could. And yeah, then absolutely. you've got march. You've I was actually wondering if, if Aristor was, a, was an alternative for Arwen in this list. That too. Well, I mean, that would mean that my father and I are basically saying the exact same thing, which is like <laughs> a big, chonky uh, Rivendell hero, uh, Kyrdan, and then Aristor Boromir, and then yeah. just, just High Elves. I get that Elrond's great. I just, whenever I have the opportunity to take Glorfindel, I just, I can't, for myself, I can't pass on Glorfindel because he just solves so many issues. Like, Elrond's great and he does really well and obviously gives you the five knights not ignoring the bow limit. But, I mean, he fights seven. He doesn't care about magic, really. He avoids uh, brutal power attack. I mean, he can 
you can just Lord of the West. It's just I love Glorfindel. I, I would rather see Glorfindel personally than Elrond. I mean, I have to say I don't take the. I, it, it's not clear to me there's a need to take Elrond in this list. Um, be- unless you take Rivendell Knights. Yeah. Unless you're going yeah, all mounted. The, yeah. the, the problem yeah. is Glorfindel is so good that he like severely outclasses Elrond. Like just the fight seven alone is so, so it, yeah. valuable that like, and, and he's cheaper. Fortify spirit. So yeah, I, I think if if uh, I think Tim might be on to something here that if he's just trying to make a competitive high elf list and he just happened to start with El- uh, Elrond, not realizing that Glorfindel is so much better, then he might be totally okay with that. So if we were to just construct a high elf list just from scratch, which you know seems to fit what narrative he's making, then yeah, then I, I agree with you, Tim. Glorfindel. Um, I also might resist the temptation and do the twins, uh, yeah. but. I, I just like the twins in, in this specific scenario because it gives you a lot of might, which Rivendell usually struggles with. And then also you have three kind of beat sticks to fight through. And knowing that Glorfindel has, the, it's going to put all the magic on the twins, which can be annoying, but it, it'll just make it so Glorfindel can really just do whatever he wants at that point. But yeah. I understand, I understand Aristor plus Boromir because you get the might, from it, obviously, and then you well, also get the Well, that's not making a pure high elf list, unfortunately. Yeah, so. and that's the problem, right? Is Boromir yeah, not making... I do, I do think the Boromir's shout-out was good, though, because I think a lot of people who didn't want to make a pure high elf list probably weren't thinking about that, so I think it's an excellent point. So, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, so I think, you know, Heike, I believe, <laughs> I don't know how to spell the name, but... I think we gave you a lot of different options here of how you can use some other allies. Real quick one drops. I think the absolute consensus is get rid of Arwen. She's no good anymore after the FAQ. Uh, potentially even get rid of Kyrdin, some of these examples. But honestly, if you do nothing else, just get rid of Arwen and, and throw in some more Isles. But preferably get another beat stick in there. Maybe even consider changing out Elrond for Glorfindel entirely. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, there were a bunch of actual advice here that we had so it's kind of hard to recap them all but okay uh yeah just let us know uh if you take anything into consideration and uh or or if you just use this list as is and how you do with it um just let us know about that we'll move into let us know where you're from too (laughs) yes he's gonna use arwin and be like she won me all my games she she (laughs) single-handedly did it (laughs) now what do we know (laughs) (laughs) um so we'll move on to the main topic, which is Thranduil's Halls. So we'll go over the army bonus real quick. Um, essentially so what it how is... How about we go over the army bonus like when we get to the each individual component? So like for the Thranduil part, we go over with Thranduil. And then for the Mirkwood Ranger part, we go over for the Mirkwood Rangers, just so they sort of gel together better. Sure. Okay. That's fine. Uh, so, Evan, if you just want to go so over So, it will be a mystery to all of you what the yeah. army bonus is. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> if yeah. only there were some way you could figure that out rather than waiting for us yes. to tell it to you. Chances <laughs> are there's no way to do that. You must yeah, wait. That's right. <laughs> Couldn't figure that out. No way to do that. <laughs> all right. So, Evan, if you want to go over Thranduil, then. All right. So, Thranduil, King of the Woodland Realm. He's 100 points, but probably won't stay that way. Um, <clears throat> so, he's obviously an elf. He's got the Mirkwood keyword, infantry hero. He's a hero of legends, which means uh, 18 guys, always handy. Uh, basic stats, uh, move six, fight six, and the not very basic uh, shoot value two up, which I'm fairly sure we only see once 
uh, once other in the game, which is on the dragon. And is Smaug two up? I think he is. I think Smaug, I'll, I'll check on that while we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will check that. Uh, either way, strength four, defense four, which uh, isn't great. Uh, two attacks, three wounds, courage six, and then three might, three will, three fate. So decent stat line. Uh, first looking at him, uh, obviously defense four is bad. Two attacks isn't great, but the rest is pretty good. Uh, for a war gear, he's got an elven made sword and an elven cloak, which is interesting and a lot of people forget about. Uh, but if you are running him on foot, you can use that to hide from magic and shooting and whatnot if you hide him in the wood or something. For heroic actions, he's got the ever useful heroic strike and heroic defense and the ever not very useful heroic accuracy and heroic strength. Uh, so I'm going to cover the special rules first and then go on to the options because there are a whole bunch of options. For special rules, he's got Expert Rider, Fleet Foot, and Woodland Creature. So for options, I guess I'll go in the order of uh, complication. By the way, I'd completely forgotten he had Fleet Foot. Yeah, he does. completely forgot. Yeah, that. actually, I yeah, that's not even something. As soon as you read it, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I was like, yeah, so he I didn't can realize run he can run through, through forests. Yeah. And, well, more to the point, he can gallop through forests. Correct. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, for everybody keeping track at home, the Desolator of the North Smaug does in fact hit on a two plus. Yep. So uh, the first option really is heavy armor, which is ten points. Always take this. I've never seen a Thrand wheel not take the heavy armor because but he looks so pretty well, in his pajamas. <laughs> A hundred point Thrand will can be tempting, but ten points more. <laughs> ten points more for your hero to not die to <laughs> random stuff. But he looks so less stylish that way. It, hats That's off to true. you if you bought the ninja Thrand will and then like you know actually use that. <laughs> yeah, that that would be impressive. So yeah, that brings him up to defense six, which is obviously super handy. Uh, an elf bow. Uh, which you might think, oh, wow, that's incredible. He's got a two-plus shoot value. He's got an elf bow. Uh, in my experience, that elf bow always rolls a one, um, but it's a nice <laughs> thing to just throw on him if you have the extra points. That's just you. You, you, you have like my Balrog curse with Randwheel, <laughs> where my, my Balrog always rolls a one, two, or a three. It's basically dice odds no longer play effect with Randwill. It's all yeah. <laughs> that's the only time consistency is a thing. They, they made that shoot value just to taunt you, I swear, because <laughs> the dice just automatically roll ones if he ever shoots that bow. So I think the I'd say arguably the next most useful upgrade other than the heavy armor is the additional elven made sword, which for 30 points just gives him so much. So first off. It gives him plus one attack, which is obviously amazing. He goes from two attacks to three attacks. Fight seven, which is incredibly important for heroes. Uh, and then the Blade Lord special rule, which while he is infantry and only infantry, he gets yet another attack. And not only does he get another attack, he gets an additional attack for each enemy model that he is engaged with after the first. As long as he's infantry. As long as he is infantry, yes. Both of those rules are only if he's infantry. So what this effectively means is if you're using him as an infantry model, base, he gets plus two attacks and plus one fight value, which I'd argue for 30 points is already like basically worth it for a hero of 
his stature, like plus two attacks and plus one fight value. But if you charge him into multiple models, then he gets an additional attack. Say if you charge him into two models, he gets an additional attack. So he goes from four attacks to five attacks. And if you charge him into three models, somehow that would be very impressive. Uh, he gets also an cheating. additional attack after that. <laughs> I don't even think it's geometrically possible to charge him into three models. Well, you, you'd have to go up and you have to like specifically. jump over two figures, roll a six, and then land inside the the loop of the, uh, uh, the three. Okay. That's how you'd have to do it. <laughs> yes. Well, if he somehow, yeah, if he somehow manages that, or if your opponent is uh, silly enough to charge more than two models into him, then he will get an additional attack after that. So what this effectively means is Thranduil goes from two attacks to five attacks on foot most of the time, because most of the time you're going to be charging him into two models. So. The additional elven made sword is like is a really valuable special rule, and I would be hard pressed to find a reason other than like you're playing at super low points uh, to not take this. What if the pajama figure is only modeled with one sword? Then you can imagine he has an invisible second sword. I don't know. <laughs> Figure out a way to make it work. Stored in those pajamas <laughs> somewhere. Actually, I'm. Very curious as an extremely small segue, our resident uh, HEMA expert here. Uh, does having two swords make you fight this much better? Uh, I don't think it makes you fight <laughs> this much better. I will say <laughs> fighting somebody who has two swords and knows how to use them is really a pain in the neck. Okay. Um, right. so. <laughs> so there you have it. Historical yeah. accuracy. <laughs> so we can assume with a thousand years of training that uh, he figured that out. Yeah, th this guy is basically a hunter orc on steroid. Like hunter orcs get an additional attack because they get an additional sword. This guy gets uh, this guy gets like two to three additional attacks because he has an additional sword. So uh, that's not exactly realistic, but it's how it works in this game. Oh, and there's there's no limit to this either. So, in, you know, conceivably, he could end up with what nine attacks. Yeah. So yeah, it's four plus five additional, so nine plus a banner reroll if you somehow manage that. Uh, it's yeah. incredibly unlikely, but I guess it could happen. If if anybody's ever managed to pull that off against an incredibly dumb opponent, please let us know. We'd love to hear about that. I, time I actually have done that where I, I went in uh, all, all arms swinging. I uh, heroic struck and I won and I killed him. So yeah, usually it is the, possible. Yeah. Usually the only time Thranduil gets all of those additional attacks is if he is going to die because yeah. otherwise your opponent just won't charge that many guys into him. Yeah. It's just not a, not a smart thing to do. Um, so next Although up, it, it would be really fun if you did. Um, I'll, I'll put the challenge out there. The most figures I have ever killed in one combat was six, which I managed to do with with Bolg and the um, you know the the twirly flail thing when somebody charged in uh, six Lake Town guys against me and he just kind of did the 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 twirl thing Azog. and killed all six of them. Azog. Yeah, I think oh, you mean Azog. Azog. Yeah, yeah, Azog, not Bolg. So anyway, so let us know if you've ever matched that with Thranduil. We'd love to hear that. Yeah. Um... So next up is the Circlet of Kings, which is 25 points. Uh, this is another uh, item that I usually take on Thranduil. Basically what it does is it gives him two magical powers that he can automatically cast once per game. 
The first one is Aura of Dismay, which still retains its exhaustion effect. So once you cast it, it it is there forever until he runs out of his three will or dies. And then the second one is Nature's Wrath, which not only is it automatically cast, but it's automatically cast on a six. So there are many different applications for both of these things. So Aura of Dismay is just a great buff spell. It's, it's a great way for Thranduil's Halls, which usually isn't a very large army to deal with, uh, to deal with hordes that otherwise would be able to easily surround them. So Aura of Dismay is just a useful spell. And then Nature's Wrath, uh, lots of applications, especially with it being auto-cast on a six. Um, the first one would be to knock over just a whole bunch of cavalry models. Say if you're playing against Rohan, just knock over a bunch of cavalry. You can use it on a like a high priority target, like a fell beast or something, because despite the fact that they have a lot of will, they still have to roll that six to resist it. And then finally, you can just use it as like a nuke to knock over a bunch of guys and have your warriors kill them all. Just like so, you did in the movie. Oh, yep. Right. <laughs> yes, I was exactly actually surprised like they that. kept the circlet of Kings in the game because of the movie. Like, and I get yeah. it that that one model Thranduil is, is modeled with a circlet, but it, there's no like lore or anything, but like to say that, that that's what that crown did. It just looks like a crown. So I'm really shocked of all things that they kept this crown in the game. Cause it, it doesn't reflect at all what he did. in the movie. So, well, there we go. Actually, I think this happened to me. I think you guys heard my phone several times, right? <laughs> Did you guys yeah. hear mine? No. Yeah, yeah it's 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 popped up a couple of times. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think they, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they they made that circlet optional for precisely that reason. Well, I like, yeah. and I I think the the best thing about Thranduil is, you know, you're not forced to take any of this. You could always just keep them cheap at a hundred points if you wanted to, or hundred ten as with the armor. And, and, and I think that's the best thing about you, if you want to stick to just fighting, you can do that. If you want to add the circlet, you can just do that without the art. You can like customize. And I always like that because when, whenever you're forced to take something, it, it's, it's never as great as being able to choose to for the same point. It, it, there are some multifaceted ways to use them because of that. Like actually, if you just do what Evan said with the just a hundred points and add 10 for the armor, you have a 110 point hero can lead 18 men, Yeah, which you, could you know, really if you're just trying to buff your numbers, your numbers yeah, yeah, it's a great numbers boon. And then, not that you see that very often, most people tend to always take the double sword. And if you're going to do that, then you might as well, you know, keep going. I think the uh, the one variable here is the horse and elk. Yes. And whether or not you take it at all. So this is probably the only hero in the game whom is in strong contention to not be taken mounted whatsoever. And in fact, many people don't take him mounted. It's strictly because the Bladelord role doesn't activate unless he's on foot. The other argument to this is that you just spend 10 points and use a horse as a delivery system. And of course, the horse makes him more lethal in certain circumstances since he knocks down targets and therefore can double strikes against single hit, you know, targets. Obviously, you know, if he's surrounded, then he's more lethal, but um, while infantry. But the big one is the elk. I think that one is the hardest one to justify for a lot of people where it's 20 points in it. It makes it where... Elk? Did we read the elk stats? Yes, oh, did we let's, read let's read through this stuff oh, okay. here. So obviously the horse is 10 points. You all know what a horse is. Um, but the elk 
uh, is 10 points more than the horse, so it's 20 points. And for that, uh, it is fight four, which is useless, strength four, which is also useless, unless, I don't know, somebody casts... Somebody casts Wither. Wither on Thranduil, and then he gets to use the elk's strength or something like that. Well, actually, because of the special rule... Oh, I guess the special rules. All right, I'll let you yeah. finish. Then. Well, yeah, either no, way, it does, yeah, uh, it does matter. Then something that is significant, which is defense five. Um, so that's basically an armored horse there uh, instead of the normal defense four on the horse. And two wounds as well, which is great for a mount. It means Legolas or a Ringwraith can't just go up and black dart or shoot you and kill your mount immediately. And then obviously... It's courage, which is four, which is completely useless at the moment. And then its final special thing is that if Thranduil charges into combat whilst riding his elk, Thranduil strikes are resolved at strength five. And I mean, this is the only reason I would even consider using the elk, because other than that, uh, other than that additional strength, uh, it's really not, it's not adding a lot of hitting power onto Thranduil. Because Thranduil on foot hits basically the same uh, amount of uh, damage for what he does. But with Strength 5, Foot Thranduil usually struggles with Defense 7 models because of Strength 4. But with the Strength 5 from the Elk, uh, suddenly you're going from, uh, let's say, 5 to 6 strikes from Foot Thranduil, wounding on 6s. You're killing, what, maybe one guy if you're lucky to eight strikes on the elk wounding on fives. You're killing two guys uh, consistently every time if you're striking against defense seven. So the right, elk so is... Let's, let's, the elk all, is let's do a something. poll here of, um, of how, how you would mount your, your thrand wheel. So folks who would, folks who would uh, just leave them on foot Raise your hand. I mean, I actually would. Yeah. I, I really All right. Would. So that's, that's Tim, Evan, and Devin, everybody but me. Folks would put them on a horse over putting them on foot. Raise your hand. Nobody here. I think, I think Mick is the one who's advocated this. So yes, we'll, I think so. we'll put up a ghost like hand for Mick for the horse. What is that? Uh, just so people in the com, uh, you know, hearing this know, what, what is his theory on that? I forgot it. Uh, so his theory on that is that a it gives Thranduil mobility to get him where he needs to go. It gives him the knockover if he's still like only fighting one. Because if you're fighting one guy at a time, um, you you'd rather be on the horse than on foot because you know you're going to knock the guy over and you get the same number of attacks. Um, and uh, and I, and I think the other thing is the smaller base size because the elk comes on a 50 mil base rather than a 40 mil base. So those are the advantages to horse over elk. Um, and okay, so that leaves who all would vote to put him on an elk? I believe Rainier. I'm not, I don't Rain, want to speak for Rainier. Yeah. I believe Rainier agrees with the. He is uh, spoken for. He should have yeah. been. <laughs> so I apologize, <laughs> Rainier, if I, sp- if I speak for you. So I vaguely remember who, Rainier talking about the, the elk as something about the elk. Enjoyed. And, and and for those of you who are not watching at home and just listening, I was the one who raised my hand on that one. So um, all right. So I'm holding up my sign. Convince me I'm wrong. (laughs) So first off, before I make my argument, argument, I want to go over the final special rule, I guess you could say in quotation marks, that Thranduil has, 
which is the uh, okay. army bonus. Fair enough. Yep. Um, which is uh, whilst they are within three inches of Thranduil, all palace guard captains, Mirkwood elf captains, palace guard, Mirkwood cavalry, and Mirkwood elves will gain plus one to their wound rolls when making strikes. That is huge. So, absolutely <laughs> massive. Big yeah. Big deal. It turns makes your, your captains like so ridiculous. Yeah, it t- turns your strength three elves who hit like uh, wet noodles into basically stronger than Iron Hills dwarves. They're effectively strength five. Yeah, effectively I, strength five, which is absolutely insane. I think we um, should point out though, with with the with the uh, bonus, sometimes people misread it and they see Mirkwood elves and they assume that means every Mirkwood elf gets the plus one, but that's specifically referring to the warrior Mirkwood elf, not yeah. the, not the, the Rangers uh, or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Because sometimes people will read, it says specifically uh, Mirkwood Rangers and they'll read in the description, it says Mirkwood or I'm sorry, Mirkwood. Uh, what does it say exactly? Mirkwood elves. And it is a Mirkwood elf. The, uh, the rangers but that that only applies to the warrior well profile. Yeah. It, 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 future reference anytime they want to say mirkwood elf it would be say with the mirkwood keyword yeah. or, or something like that yeah. the, well, I, yeah. I know that there has been discussions about that over over time about yeah it's an easy one to fight off it, it's like you, you have to have them it, it would they usually are pretty consistent about that one saying yeah. warriors with the mirkwood keyword so uh, or something like that yeah. whenever i take friend wheel i almost always take him on foot uh, obviously, the main reason is it's 20 less points. So that's two yes. extra elves, which is no small thing. Uh, second reason is uh, this army functions well when you lose priority because of that aura of dismay with the crown. And with the elk, if you're not charging, then you're just worse than the foot version of Thranduil. Because the foot version of Thranduil doesn't care if he charges or not. Because all he really cares about is, is he fighting one guy or two guys? And if he's only fighting one guy, that's fine. He's still just as effective. He still gets his extra attack for being infantry on, for Blade Lord. And he still gets all of that, those buffs. Uh, another thing uh, is that he has a smaller base size. Uh, obviously, 25 mil is much smaller than the 50 mil that the elk has which means, one, he's safer, and because he's your leader, you want him to be safer. The elk can sometimes get isolated. It's got such a massive base that it can get surrounded, and because you don't have Blade Lord, you can't deal with being surrounded as effectively as Foot Thranduil can. Another benefit of the smaller base size is that he can slide into your shield wall very easily, which allows him to get the most out of his many buffs that he gives uh obviously the main one the main two being aura of dismay and the plus one to wound rolls and i think we'll cover the other two smaller ones uh at a later point in time but he also gives other buffs to other specific troops and with the elk you have to make this big path for him to charge through and do all the damage and I mean, even if you use him on an elk, if you're not using him against defense seven, he's probably just going to chop through the, uh, the two guys he's fighting anyways. So generally, I, I don't take the elk for those specific reasons. All right. I mean, the only thing I got on that, yeah, he's a lot easier to surround with the, the elk. And honestly, 
a lot of times I find that I, I like to almost hide his horse base in uh, within troops in order to prevent him from being surrounded. Because so many times I've dealt with Thranduil where I catch him while he's on a horse, and I'm like, yeah, everyone surround him and just kill him that way. Because he's actually really easy to kill when Blade Ward isn't activated. Um, I think if I were to have to say Elk versus Horse, I'm very tempted to just say Elk because otherwise I don't see too much of a reason to mount him at all. Like I get the whole delivery system argument, but I'm just like, ah, I'll just save the points. So I'd rather just get the strength five. So I will say in Matt's statement there, I would say I agree with that, that I'd rather have the elk than the horse. But um, but usually I just prefer to have him leave him on foot for pretty much all the reasons Evan stated. So I can't, yeah. Thanks, Evan. <laughs> and also on foot, he can be spear supported. So he gets another attack on top of that. So ER, yeah, he generally doesn't need it too much. But yes, that is the case as well. I. You know, I, I worry about him getting transfixed or like with the faster moving speed, gets compelled and pulled around, which is a lot easier to do when he's on the elk. Oh, yeah. Because the big weakness he has is transfix. Like, yeah, that's the, the elven cloak as well, right? Because when he's on foot, he can use the elven cloak. So you're yeah. not really going to be casting on him until he's close to the cool. battle line, yeah. where on the elk, you can't hide with the elven cloak. And, and that's another thing. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, that's how you defeat this guy. You transfix him because he's, he's going to go down pretty quick after the will is gone. Um, Blade Lord deactivates uh, because he actually he actually goes down to three attacks base at that point and can't strike and then loses his ability to increase attacks when surrounded. So does he go down to three attacks or does he go down to two attacks? He goes down to three because um, the sword itself, additional um, elven made sword actually. is passive. So yeah, you, well, the additional uh, okay. Elven Mage so Sword is passive. But the so Blade Lord rule is Yeah, active. okay, yeah, I got it. So, got it. yeah, so he keeps the three attacks. Yep. Um, there is an argument where I would say for Elk, if you wanted to have a cheap budget Thranduil, maybe at 130 points, I'm trying to even feel like, is this even worth doing? I don't know, but if he was 100 points, take an Elk plus heavy armor, 130, and that's it. Then you have – he only has two attacks, but I'm wondering at 130 points, is that really even worth it? I'm super tempted to say no. I almost want to look at a captain and do it. Well, yeah, because I mean, it, it comes down to the thing where he's three attacks on the charge, six on the knockdown compared to what would be essentially five on the charge, ten on the knockdown, and that's just yeah. so devastating to anything. But I understand – the points you save – Yeah, that, and that's the point, right? You save, so, you save like – 30, 40 points by doing that. But it's probably, I don't think it's usually ever going to happen. I think most of the time you take him on foot, kid him out, leave the bow, leave the, um, the, uh, the bounce. So, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll just finish up because they, you finish then I'll rebut. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the, everything's pretty much been set out there. The main thing for me is the 20 points. Um, he's already 170 without the, because let's be honest, majority of the times that you see Thrandall, he's about 170 points. So he's already very expensive. You then take him to Elrond territory at 190. And that doesn't mean he's bad, but with an elf army costing so much for troops, and I I, I just go up against elves all the time. I The more elves warriors you have, the more terrifying it is to go up against, simply because when you have all these models that can outfight your heroes and your... Um, basic troops and you, you get a large number of them at that point. It just, I would much rather have two more troops and uh, regular Thranduil on foot who, and, and also he's one of the only models where if you're able to get on him 
like it get a preemptive strike on him. He's actually one of the only characters in the game who's worse off being on horse trapped than being normal. Because if if Imrahil's trapped on his horse, he has the same amount of attacks regardless if he has the horse. Whereas you would say to yourself, man, I wish I had him at foot right now because then this wouldn't be an issue with him. So it's, it, it's just one of those things where I just, the points and the considerations that Evan makes, which is you'll do a good amount of, if not the same amount of damage normally anyway. I, I just think I'd rather have him on foot, but go ahead, Matt. All right, so here's the rebuttal. Um, so the, the the two major reasons I think I would I would never consider buying him on foot are uh, are the the two advantages that he gets you know from the elk and one is mobility because if you're going to kit him out fully he ends up being what I think a hundred you know without the elk he ends up being a hundred and seventy point model that's on foot and I mean. When I play against a foot Thranduil, what I tend to do is I just go and I fight someplace where foot Thranduil isn't. And this 170-point model just kind of wanders around the table trying to catch up to me, and the rest of my army just kind of moves away from him. And, you know, he'll probably catch a random guy or two, but he's not going to be earning back his 170 points, whereas he has the mobility on either an elk or a horse. But, again, if you're going to if you're going to put him on something you put him on the elk i think um to get where he needs to be with that elk or that horse and again if he's fighting one person he's just on as good on the elk as he is on the ground and what uh, you... to be fair that's not technically true he is an additional attack on the ground additional attack yeah but if he's charging he gets the additional attack that is uh, that is correct um and, and, you know, that's the way you use him is he either hangs out beside the lines or he hangs out outside a range of, of you know, foot models. Um, and then he can charge in. And ideally what he wants to do when he's on the elk is he's the guy that you sent. I mean, he's bulk, right? He's the guy that you send after the other guy's heroes to, to take them out. And if they're on horse, he really needs to be on the horse because he's going to be fighting probably one-on-one at that point. And if they're on foot, he's just going to tear them apart because he's going to go into them at fight seven. He's going to knock them over and he's going to hit them a bunch of times with uh, strength five. I think if um, you start chasing your opponent, you're really putting yourself in a vulnerable position of being surrounded while on that elk. Uh, like you if can, you're... It, I mean, you can, you, can, you can do it right. And I mean, there's a, there's a couple ways to do it where you know, basically he goes in, he hits the hero and the, kind of the rest of the army kind of moves in around you. But he has the ability, especially if he's starting to do a heroic combat, he can charge into one guy, call a heroic combat because he's fight seven and then just, you know, pick if any of the other guy's leaders are exposed. Then you go in. Or if you're in one of these freewheeling games, like if you're in a Maelstrom of Battle game, that's when he really comes into his own um, is when he's just, you know, people are... When the, when the game has reached the point where people are like spreading out to go in objectives and he can just kind of like tear through uh, stuff when he's mobile. And, and if you end up in a situation where what you need him to do is get on foot and support that battle line um, and give his plus one to everybody near him, you dismount off the elk. And, you know, you've, you've spent the 20 points to get him to where he needs to be and have that, uh, that mounted threat and you know it's it's probably worth it at that point if you're if what you need him to do is get off his horse and start swinging the blades around and or his elk and he just dismounts and you do what you need to do that's, that's my rebuttal 
That's the interesting uh, thing about it. I don't want to go too far on the path of debating this guy, given that we have, what, 18 profiles or something in here. But um, I think, you know, you can let us know in the comment section if you guys have a different thought. I think that neither answer is wrong. That's what I will say, unless you want to put him on a horse. So so put in the the comments, (laughs) put if your team foot, That's right. Unless you're Mick, then you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Horse, foot, or and we might uh, look at who wins and then that is the definitive because everybody put their opinion so that's how it goes um we'll move on to the next profile uh so matt if you want to go over legolas all right so this one i think is not going to provoke serious debate and that's legolas greenleaf prince of berkwood i think he's Uh, terrible he is 95 (laughs) points he is fight six uh three plus shoot value which matters a whole heck of a lot he is strength four defense five two attacks two wounds courage six Three might, two will, three fate. He comes with this version comes with armor, elf bow, and elven made daggers. Um, he has heroic accuracy and heroic strike. Uh, he can get an elven cloak for 10 points, a horse for 10 points, an orcus for 10 points. Um, and uh, so Orcris, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, gives it makes him it cause orc terror bang. to orcs. Mm-hmm. And goblins then, and Urukai. Goblins yeah. and Urukai. What else does it, it gives do? Gives him Orc Bane. Orc Bane. Orc Orc Urukai uh, Goblin Bane, which I think yeah. is the only time that special rule is ever it used. Do, it does. Yeah, uh, like it does D three. So it's D three wounds. D three yeah. wounds. Um, right. So it's only useful then, against heroes. And it's an elven. And blade. then it's an elven blade that you can go two handed with. Obviously, yeah. the elven blade doesn't matter because he's got elven made daggers. But I guess the two handed might matter in some situations. I don't yeah. think it ever has. I'll just say And his his special rules are woodland creature and of course deadly shot. Um, Pretty much anyone who's played the game is familiar with this rule, but basically he has a choice in the shoot phase. He can either shoot three times at his normal three plus shoot value, um, or he can shoot once hit on a two plus uh, and basically ignore in the way tests. And this means he can shoot into also means he can shoot into combat uh, he can shoot at people's horses because he can choose either the horse or the rider. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, this is his ability to snipe. So Legolas is obviously, he's a useful combat hero. Um, he's not terribly expensive at 95 points. Correct me if I'm wrong. This version is what, five points cheaper than the Fellowship yeah, version? Yeah, he's like so techni- technically 10 because the Fellowship one doesn't automatically come with armor. Yeah. And the only thing the Fellowship one gets is that silly rule with Gimli that rarely comes up, right? And only occurs if you actually have Gimli. More so, than Gimli. And seeing as the Fellowship uh, list um, uh, can't lead any troops, and in this list he is a hero of valor that can lead fifteen troops. Unless I think you're doing specifically some sort of green alliance with maybe Rivendell and Lothlorien. If you want to ally in Legolas, you're going to be allying in this Legolas. Likely yeah. so. Yeah. So what I want to ask the first thing: Are you guys Orcrist? You taking it? Not really. Nah. Nah. Yeah, and he's got accuracy and strike, and okay. I I agree. I don't think you really take now. Orcrist this really. one the, seems the time that ch- you take this is when you're playing the guy that always brings orcs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> now this seems to have changed. And back in the day, it was always Elven Cloak. But now, are you guys Team Horse or Elven Cloak? Team Horse. Horse. Yes. By the way, the Elven Cloak is five points, not ten points. Oh, did they FAQ that? Yeah, they they eroded that. 
because um, it made no sense. But still, always take the horse. Okay. Uh, the horse so- actually is it's actually unique for him in its applications because uh, unlike with normally with the horse, your main draw is hitting power and hitting power. The extra hitting power is still important for him. But what the horse also allows him to do is just see over the top of like two ranks of guys. So often what I'll do is I'll stick him behind my battle line and just have him shoot over the top of it at the opponent's. Uh, sometimes with their three shots and sometimes with the auto hit. It allows him to see better. It gives him more maneuverability so he can move five inches and still use his yeah. deadly shot. That, special that, rule. That's the key for me is his ability yeah. to move five inches and still use the deadly shot because it has yeah. no effect on that. He's still going to hit on a, a two plus and it, it, it effectively increases, increases his range. threat range by five inches. So, mm-hmm. you know, nothing... Ring, ring rays and wizards on horses and stuff like that are not safe within 29 inches of Legolas on a horse. It also means the maneuverability can help him like reposition. For example, if you've got him in a shooting role, like you're trying to kill maybe a spider queen or uh Kyrdan or something with his auto hits, which you can reliably do by the way, in like four to five turns, if you have the time. Um, and then suddenly combat hits and you don't have any viable targets you can then take the horse, run him forward, and charge him into combat. And he's a, uh, you know, he's a three attacks on the charge, strength four, fight six, hero. And, and I was actually going to mention that part is that, you, you know, if you don't take the horse, you just literally have a shooter and maybe someone who's main combat. And now you turn him to more reliable in combat as soon as you throw that horse on him. So it's yeah, like three, it, three it attacks and fight six. I mean, who, who's going to turn that down charging in? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing you have to be careful with Legolas, and this is true with all the Legolas versions, is you know he's got defense five, so he's squishy, yeah. and he has he has two attacks, which is you know one less than you really think that you need. So yeah, there's a there's a point when you want to throw him into combat, but you have to be you have to understand that when you throw him into combat, he could well die. So, um, you know, he's he he's he's not the tank that that Thranduil is going to be when you start committing him to combat. Yeah. Don't, don't send him in any Boromir's that won't end well. Okay. Except for uh, Boromir. <laughs> True. Uh, all right. So that's pretty much like this. Everybody pretty much knows the profile. Um, always an amazing choice in almost any list, regardless of it's this list or even just allying him in. He is worth really considering in every list. Um, all right. We'll move on to the next profile, which is Tariel. Uh, Devin, if you want to go over her. All right. So, Taro, so this profile, you see a massive decline in yes. seeing her, in my opinion, mostly due to the existence of Herc March only being on the captains. But that and the captains are absurd when they're around Thranduil. But um, otherwise, this is still a very good profile, uh, I, I think, personally. Uh, Taro uh, at 85 points is Hero Fortitude. And uh, she's Fight 6, Strength 4, Defense 5, 3 attacks, 2 wounds. Courage six, three, two, three for my wolf eight. We've got an armor, uh, El- elven made daggers, and an elven cloak. Heroic accuracy and strike. So basically, kind of your combat role model. We'll see more later. Uh, elf bow for five points that you may not take. Uh, then she has woodland creature and blade mistress. Blade mistress is an active special role, uh, receiving an extra attack for each enemy model she's engaged with after the first. Up to oh no, there's no maximum here. So it's just just like Thranduil except without the 
you know, the, the, the auto plus one attack. Um, and then she has Vengeful Fury, which if this ever comes up, <laughs> then... And let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if Killy the Dwarf Champion of Erebor is in your army and is killed, uh, Taro's strength is immediately increased to five and her defense reduced to four. Uh, not a reason to bring Killy in your list. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we're going to ignore that special rule and analyze her otherwise. Um, she's honestly a, a decent hero. The problem is in a Markwood list, you're dealing with expensive troops and expensive heroes. So if you fully kitted out Thranduil, Legless is usually the next natural best option. And then after that, you need the Hurok March and captains get plus one to wound around Thranduil. And as we'll see, they even have fight seven around Thranduil. So she starts to get outshadowed pretty quickly because she doesn't have the March. And so by the time you end up picking her you're probably needing four heroes at, I don't know, you're looking at a thousand point game. So, and, and when I say captain, by the way, or I'm going to be very specific of a palace guard captain, not like a regular captain. And there's a reason why we'll talk about it later, but essentially, yeah, that's the reason I think no one takes her and you don't see her very often. Um, you know, what do you guys think? Do you think that's the reason or does she just not suck now, even though before? She oh, that's the reason. I mean, Thranduil's, Thranduil's the better hand-to-hand combat guy and Legolas is the better shooter. Um, so you're going to take either of both of those before well, you take I mean, her. I'd argue Thranduil is also a better shooter than her. Um, well, but yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, she's actually extremely points efficient for what you're paying for. She's very, very cheap and gets a whole lot for her points. Uh, problem number one, she can't take a horse. Thranduil and Legolas, well, Thranduil doesn't need to take a horse, but Legolas can take a Thranduil's horse. Thranduil's going to take an elk. Uh, Thranduil is not going to take an elk, but anyways, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, elf bow, you're probably never taking on her, uh, take the elf bow on Thranduil before you take the elf bow on her. Uh, she completely outclasses a, another profile that we will get to later on that we probably won't spend that much time on. Um, and I mean, she's got fight six, three might. Heroic strike, three attacks, and a cool special rule. So she's not going to be a bad hero. She's yeah. just I mean, outclassed by... There There was a time back in the old edition where I was playing Tariel, and she just... This was back in the old edition when um, uh, the Knight of Umbar um, uh, you know, was, was a powerhouse, and she just straight up killed the Knight of Umbar on Felbeast. And it took it, it took like three or four, it took like three or four turns for it to happen, but yeah, the Knight of Umbar kept charging into her. The first couple times, he threw in a couple orcs, and re- until he realized that was a bad idea, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and yeah, in like in like three or four turns, she just straight out killed that hundred and seventy point model and a couple other orcs uh, into the bargain. Um, I mean, the best part about it is she can kill an entire platoon of squad <laughs> warband of people on her own. You just yeah. send her in there, and like, there's really no risk to anything. She's so, 85 points, which is right, I yeah. mean, super cheap for what she gets. And it's funny, because I think, for the most part, almost any good army you were to throw her in, if she was available to be in that list, she'd be almost an auto-include, based on her points and stat line. Yeah. So it's just it's a real shame with her that... She's in this list and it gets overshadowed by how good the captains are because 
She would almost be an auto include. I think most good lists. When we say right. the captains, we were referring to Cap- one captain. One captain. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, captain. And, and, and by the way, I don't think it's because the captains are better than her. It's no, no, just no. the it's fact that the captains more have more. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. I, I don't think they're better. I'm just saying the marks. Better for that, the list. But they have the fight seven and the plus one to wound, which makes them even more attractive. So it's mm-hmm. not like you're losing on some sort of combat. Well, you are losing a little bit, but you, you, you know what I'm saying? It's the march. And and when they reduce, uh, separated it out, that's when uh, you don't see her as much. But I think you could see her in a budget Merkwood list. So, like, let's say you wanted to go crazy and, like, 700 or 800 points, take a cheap Thranduil version. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe you decide you want to do that. And then you take Legolas, uh, Captain Antariel, and then you have, like, four heroes, and then just all infantry Merkwood. I don't know, 300 points for well, infantry. I, mean... I don't know. We can go down this rabbit hole all day long. Like I've been looking at a list that's 800 points that has Thranduil, Legolas, Tariel, and a Lake Town captain with some Lake Town spear supports yeah. to boost numbers. There's some stuff you can do with her. Uh, you're not always going to take the uh, the captain over her, um, but uh, she is generally overshadowed by the yeah. profile that we will cover next. Okay. Um Let's cover that profile next. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Um, I guess, so we'll go over this profile. The next two um, are very similar um, as they're the same points and are just a little bit worse, but we'll go over those really quickly. But we'll go over the palace guard first. Uh, This is the palace guard captain. He is 75 points and he's a hero of fortitude. Uh, He is fight six with a three plus shoot value. Strength four, defense six. Two attacks, two wounds, courage six, two might, one will, one fate. He comes with heavy armor, an elven made hand and a half sword. He has heroic march, and he has an option for a shield for five points, which I think almost everybody would agree to take. Um, give him defense seven. Uh, he also has bodyguard and woodland creatures, so he's been essentially fearless when Thranduil's around. Um, and he has this passive rule which I think is great that it's passive. Um, so no magic can affect this. Wilts within three inches of Thranduil King of the Woodland Realm. This model receives a bonus of plus one to their fight value. So if you keep him close to Thranduil within three inches, he is fight seven, strength four, defense seven, two attacks, two wounds, fearless, with two might if you didn't use it for um, march. For 75 points, he gives you march. He gives you a lot and of hitting don't power. Don't forget the plus one to wound. And he gives well. you the plus one to wound. So essentially, he's two attacks plus one to wound at fight seven for 75 points, 80 points at takes shield. It is very, very hard to pass up on that over Tario. For not to mention the bodyguard. Um, bodyguard. Little, him being, fa- I mean, he's already courage six, but just not having to take courage tests in general. Well, even the stand fast. I know you're playing an elf list, but yeah. they can fail. And then, yeah, it's just absolutely. Out, boom, you just pass. That's absolutely. It. So they are a phenomenal captain. And when you look, when we go over the next captains, you almost go, why are these the same points as the other captains, to be honest with you? Why are these even here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they exist? Yeah. I, don't, um, I don't know why you look at the next captains and go, why Why are they the exact? Because yeah. you want a spear on your captain. <laughs> I, I am fairly right. sure he is the cheapest model that can get to fight seven by a considerable margin. Yeah. Um, Probably, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just such a bargain. Fight seven plus an elven blade. I mean, who cares if you have heroic strike or not? 
he's still going to be you're, able you're to Glorfindel win most at 75 fights. points. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. And it's, I mean, he can crazy. he can go up against like small heroes, like I don't know a gore bag or something like that, where they can't even reliably strike up against him. And with the plus one to wound and the strength four, he'll just tear them to shreds. And uh, I mean, he can, go up that, against, but... he can go up against Elrond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's he can be higher fight than Elrond. Yep, he is higher fight for, than her for yeah. literally half the points. <laughs> Actually, and less he, than half the points. He is he is yeah. crazy. Um, all right, so we'll just we'll just go over real quickly the the next Mark would cap extreme so skimming. <laughs> yeah, Evan, if you want, just want to main, talk about the main differences between that and the palace card cap. Yeah, so I guess I'll talk about the next two, um, just because they're really quick. Merkwood captain, uh, exactly the same stat line. Uh, so instead of an elven made hand and a half sword, he has an elven made glaive, which I will discuss later about how I dislike this weapon so much. But um, basically what it can do is you can use it either as a spear or hand and a half sword. Hand and a half sword part is completely useless because uh, uh, generally you'd have a elven made hand and a half sword if you don't have this. So it doesn't matter. Uh, spear is, I guess, handy. But on a hero, it's not super useful. And then you can use the shielding special rule as well. So it's not bad on the Merkwood Captain. But the problem is he loses, one, the bodyguard, which is incredibly important, and two, the king's guard. So he's only fight six instead of fight seven. Um, So not only is he completely outclassed by the palace guard captain, he also never appears in the movies. And his model is honestly not that great. So you probably would never <laughs> use this guy whatsoever uh, unless you really like him for some reason. Although he is more useful than the next profile. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so the Merkwood Ranger captain, by the way, these guys are all 75 points. Um, uh, they're all six, the exact same stat line. Too. Oh, no, well, oh, uh, <laughs> the Merkwood Ranger captain has a mighty defense of four. Uh, which for a 75-point model is uh, not great. Um, same attack, same wound, same courage. Two might, one will, one fate. He's got an elf bow. Um, he's got elven made daggers and elven cloak. And when they were thinking about this model, they're like, what, about, what if we do something special? You know how all captain models have heroic march? Let's give him a cool new special rule to make him different. So they thought about this and they're like, hmm, what about Heroic Strike? They can be a nice duelist hero. No, that doesn't really fit him. How about Heroic Defense? They can be a defensive hero. No, not that either. Okay, how about Heroic Accuracy then? A heroic action that all three of the named heroes in this army list already have. And we'll give it to the captain as well. And make him lose Heroic March, which is the only reason you take captains in this list in the first place. Uh, and then they also get the knife fighter special rule, which is basically Tariel special rule, but it's a maximum of three bonus attacks. Um, don't use this model. Uh, do, do yourself a favor. <laughs> uh, not only is this model just atrocious compared to the other captain profiles, but for 10 extra points, you can take Tariel who gets heroic strike. One extra attack. 
one extra defense, one extra might, one extra will, two extra fate, and then a special rule that isn't capped out by three extra by three extra attacts. I don't know, um, but you are paying a whole extra ten points for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're paying a whole ten, ten a lot of points. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> a lot of points. <laughs> yeah, so don't use this model. Uh, the only time you would ever use this model is if you are taking a pure Merkwood Ranger list, which we will discuss later on about how awful that is. Um, and you've already taken Thrandwheel, Legolas, and Tariel. So if you are taking a 1,000 points pure Merkwood Ranger list, I guess maybe you could justify taking this model. But <laughs> just, just, just don't. Do yourself a favor and don't. Just don't. Don't. <laughs> All right, so we'll move into the Warriors now. So, Matt, if you want to go over the Palace Guard. All right, so the Palace Guard is uh, 12 points. It's an Elf, Merkwood, Merkwood Infantry Warrior. No surprises there. Uh, move 6, Fight 5, but we'll talk about that in a second. 3-plus um, uh, Shoot Value, which you're probably not going to use. Um, strength 3, Defense 5, 1 Attack, 1 Wound, Courage 5. Uh, it comes with Heavy Armor, an Elven-made Hand and a Half Sword. You can throw a warhorn onto one of these guys. You can throw a banner onto one of these guys, and you can give them a shield for one point and a spear for one point. Um, and oftentimes you're going to be doing that, so it comes out to be a 14-point model. Uh, special rules are bodyguard and woodland creature. Uh, so not caring about courage tests very much and being able to run through the woods like all elves. And they also have the past the special rule of King's Guard, whilst within three inches of Thranduil, King of the Woodland Realm, Palace Guard receive a bonus of plus one to their fight value. So, you know, the, the huge tactical advantage of these guys is when they are around Thranduil, they kind of, they, they become the uh, um, equivalent of those Galadrim Guard guys uh, with that have fight six, and they can kind of run behind the critical fight five elf that's fighting the fight six hero and buff that guy up to uh up to fight six um and uh uh you know basically do a, a check to that guy so it's it's always worth having three four of these guys perhaps a couple more um with spears around uh, where thranduil is going to be to get that fight six uh where and when you need it you know, plus you also have the bodyguard ability to charge in. We need to charge in. And um, they, like all the other elves, if they're around Thranduil and you have the army bonus in this list, uh, they also get plus one to wound, um, which can be awfully scary when these guys come in. So uh, these are expensive models. And in my opinion, at least they are worth every penny that you pay for them. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I, I usually sprinkle a bunch of these. Um, probably max I've ever done is like, and then they end your point list like nine of them, and then you kind of scatter them about for their bodyguard potential. But most of the time, yeah, you're only going to take a few less than that, probably like six, and, and keep them around Thrandall. I mean, I know we have a couple resident players in the area who will bring more just to supplement for when they die. So they'll spear support until like the ones around Thrandall die, and then they'll move to one you know near Thrandall. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think these guys are excellent. Any more than that, I wouldn't do you know fountain court guard spamming yeah yeah, no. yeah. these These guys are not, not worth 14 guard. points yeah these guys are not worth 14 points if they are not within three inches of thranduil yeah mm -hmm. and uh you know honestly um i think this is the way you make an elite profile i think you know the yeah. fact that we're only considering spent buying a few of them you know for that for that role is an excellent 
you know, way to design it. So. Okay. Um, we'll move on to then the Merkwood Elf. Devin, if you want to go over that. All right. So your standard troop choice, Merkwood Elf, nine points. It's going to be fight five, strength three, defense five, one attack, one wound, courage five. Heavy armor, uh, elven hand and a half sword. Can take a banner, elf bow, elven glaive, and shield, and has woodland creature. So essentially here, if you're going to have a banner, you're generally often giving it to these guys. By the way, um, the elven glaive costs two points because I don't think they like oh, know what the... Because you don't see an elven glaive anywhere else. So. Oh, that is true. Sorry. Elven, I shouldn't have run through it like that. Yeah, the elf bow is two points, and the elven glaive is two points. So elven glaive, to describe it, is, it, it can operate as a spear, and also it can shield if you want. Um, the only problem is, I believe, when you take this, it also counts as a two-handed item that you can't use a shield defense bonus. Um, so, no, that's not exactly how it works. So, I'm fairly sure uh, you'd have to check the Merkwood Captain. Yeah, go but it's a hand-and-a-half sword, right? Yeah, so, you can either yeah. use it one-handed or two-handed. and a hand-and-a-half. Uh, the only thing, it just doesn't matter at all, that two-handed part, because it's not like you're dropping your elven-made hand-and-a-half sword. So really what you're getting from this is the ability to shield and the ability to spear support. And in which case, um, now this sort of goes on to my glaive rant. With uh, how you know what? Are... As a quick caveat, the, the reason I thought this is because before they used to swap the glaive for the shield or something, like you couldn't take the shield yeah. with a glaive. Yeah. Now you can. So you still get the defense bonus. But go ahead. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Rant income. Go ahead. Yes. So... <laughs> Uh, this elven-made glaive gives you basically two things because, I mean, you can already use your elven-made hand-and-a-half sword to go two-handed, so that doesn't matter. So it basically gives you the ability to shield and the ability to spear support. What combined two weapons that cost the same amount uh, as an elven-made glaive do the same thing? That would be a spear and a shield. And, I mean, taking a spear and shield is just better. So the problem is that with the spear and shield, you get all of the bonuses of the glaive and you also get an additional defense and it costs the same as the glaive. So I and think the, paying attacks. Yeah. The well, thing on the glaive is a little off. I know the, there are the one, some arguments that are yeah. like, Oh, when you have the glaive, you get the elven blade bonus when you're shielding or when you're spear supporting. Well, you can also take the bow, which is, which is the other thing you could get. Cause you can't take the shield and the spear and the bow you can well you, you can lose that's the defense, true and it gives you, you the, the exact same thing so that that really doesn't um so okay, the, the one thing i would point. say yeah, is the then the elven spear so that's basically what you're getting out of is that if you were to spear support somebody who oh. doesn't have an elven weapon so for some right. reason which is alliance. no one in this list so an alliance well no one in this list but if you were doing like a la yeah. what's it called um battle five armies list yeah. or something like that then theoretically spear support and iron hills dwarf have an elven blade in the rear. So it does have a use in that application. But yes, in this list, it doesn't really work as well. It should. And, and I think because they basically stole this from the Wood Elf Warrior from the Galadrim, it should be a point and it should just simply be able to support and shield. So then it makes you, if you want to add the shield for an extra point, you can, but the benefit is it's one point 
and it has the ability to shield and it has the ability to support. Well, there, yeah. there'd be an argument that it could do too many things for a weapon type. So you have one. But it thing. does. It already does that on the Wood Elf spear. So it's yeah. like why there's Dav, oh, Evans correct. Okay. Evans perfectly correct in the fact that it costs more to do less than it would be to just have a shit. That's the benefit of the Wood Elf spear in the Lathorian list is that for a point you get to support, but then you can also shield. Yeah. And so if the glaive did the same thing where you could shield and support for a point, it has a benefit that it's, it's, it's not necessarily unique. Is compared that, to the Wood Elf spear. Well, it so has, a, it has, it has a benefit in this list yeah. because in this list, there isn't an infantry figure that can take a shield, a spear and a bow. Right. Yeah. It, so, you know, what, what you, what you use it for is essentially to, have you know you're, you're spending the extra point um to have the ability to give the guy a spear and have the ability to shield in the alternative and have the ability to have a bow whether or not it's worth an extra I was point say, to I don't have, know anybody that will pay I mean, that points for that well that, that's a valid question so there are I mean, two that's problems the guy that can do it in this list yeah you can obviously you can do it in other lists but yes that is the guy that can do it in this list the problem is in the gosh darn movie, they had spears. They didn't have glaives. <laughs> so why do they have this worse war gear that doesn't even exist in the movie? If I think it's because of yeah, the... Yeah, they, uh, they had it because they created the model before the movie before actually movie. came out. Yeah, so that, um, I mean, it's, most people don't know that, but that is unfortunately <laughs> the reality yeah, it's, of it. It's, so. it's a little unfortunate how the glaives ended up working. Um, but I mean, the simple fix... I mean, dropping it down to one point, it wouldn't make it too broken. I mean, it's so rare that the Elven Blade bonus like actually comes up that it it wouldn't make it super broken. Yeah, I, I think it's you. You drop down to a point, nobody complains. But um, we'll move on to the Mercury oh Tim Tim. Yep. Someone would complain. Someone, <laughs> Someone would find a way. <laughs> Someone yeah. would find a way. You're Someone right. will Absolutely. complain. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? That was. Uh, in all things in life. Yeah. <laughs> too too preemptive of a statement. Um, like we'll move the people on to... that were so mad about Fury going down from a 5-up to a 6-up on the channeled version. Oh, yes. Like, that was the most painful thing to play against. Like the 5-up well, saves. It, so I was very happy with that <laughs> rule. <laughs> um the Mirkwood Cavalry uh, used to be completely useless. They have now made it reasonable. Um, well, let me rephrase that. It wasn't completely useless. It was just very, very expensive for what it did. Um, they, they rectified it um, now. It's 16 points base. Uh, fight 5, strength 3, defense 5, 1 attack, 1 wound, courage 5. comes with heavy armor, a hand and a half sword, and a horse. You have the option for a shield for one point and a banner for 25. So essentially, you'll probably take the shield almost always. So there's 17 points. They come with expert rider and woodland creature. And they also have a, a special rule that's passive called King's Knights. Wilts mounted Mirkwood cavalry models count as being in range of a banner if they're within six inches of Thranduil, King of the Wonder Realm. So Thranduil gives a six-inch banner to any cavalry as long as they're mounted, which is a very, very good thing, considering that for 17 points, you'll take a, maybe two or three of these guys, and they can do a lot of damage knowing that they have a banner reroll 
and they they are relatively cost of love. But what do you guys think? I mean, I think I think you basically take these guys because you don't have another mobile option in the entire list. So, (laughs) I mean, they're fine. You know, they're not terrible. They're not. They're not certainly not making the top ten cavalry models. Um, (laughs) So therefore, you take two maybe four tops to get your uh, mobile contingent to win scenarios like recon and stuff like that. Objective runners, such, and uh, that's about it. I mean, other than that, they they kind of serve a pretty basic function. Well, yeah. I, I, the one thing I'd add on is I think they, they make really good mounted ex, ex, escorts for Thranduil um, because all of a sudden they are bannered and get plus one to wound when they're near them. So they essentially... Yeah. They get free lances when they're near Thranduil. And I think yeah. these guys go. These guys go from like at a, you know, these guys go from you know a decent mounted option to a really good mounted option if they end up near uh, Thranduil, where they can really do some damage. It's right? just there's already so much premium space for that. Yeah. Like you have the Palace Guard and everyone else who wants to get the plus one. So it's like now you're adding a forty mil model. Now, so I would say this: if if Thranduil is mounted and you intend to move Thranduil away from the main army, then yes, these guys are excellent to keep around them. I just think that normally Thranduil is kept kind of in the midst of things, and in which case you want to affect as many models as possible. So you'd rather affect a battle line where you get you know more dice to roll the plus one to wounds. Now, except for on the charge, you're not you know. So if you the initial impact and such, but yes. I agree. These guys are very powerful around Thranduil. It's just, I think that's the reason you don't see it as often. I, yeah, I that's, that, that's, sorry. Go, go ahead, Tim. I was, the, the thing to note as well is that in order, you get this benefit even if Thranduil is not mounted, which is another huge thing where if they can go around the flanks, as long as they're within six inches of him, even if he's on foot, three inches. still get, no, so six, the banner. You're the talking about banner. Six, yeah. 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 The banner if they're within six inches they still get the banner so if you were to keep them within three inches obviously they get the banner plus the plus one to wood but just being within six inches getting a banner on cavalry is always good whether they get charged or you charge them you know that extra attack is always helpful it, it also creates a, some really interesting options for an allied contingent with yep. like thranduil and four of these guys as like the mounted arm to say a um you know, a Lake Town survivors of Lake Town add list. some hitting power in there, or, absolutely. Or you know, a dwarvish list. Um and uh you know that can that's 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 a very mobile, very hard hitting cavalry force to throw in. So just to point out for those of you keeping score at home, this is uh the fourth uh sort of bubble buff that Thranduil gives off, which is more than Kirdan. So, uh, <laughs> he, it is, Thranduil has a lot of these types of, uh, sort of auric buffs that he uses. And these um, designers definitely did not want you to play this list without Thranduil. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's that right. This <laughs> well, admittedly, it's Thranduil in the name. List. It it's is called Thranduil's Halls, after all. <laughs> we, yeah. we have a very Halls expensive Thranduil model that, that we're selling here. How do we make sure that everybody buys one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll move on to the penultimate uh, model, which is the Merkwood Rangers. So, Evan, if you want to go over not only the model, but the part of the army bonus as well. Yeah, so uh, Merkwood Rangers, uh, 14 points, which is uh, the uh, third most expensive troop type in this list, sort of foreshadowing there. Um, 
They're move six, fight five, shoot value three up, strength three, defense three for 14 points, which I think we will discuss more on later. One attack, one wound, courage five, so normal elf stuff. Their war gear, they have an elf bow, elven made daggers, and elven cloak. And uh, for options, you can take a Warhorn, which, I mean, always take the Warhorn on these guys. Like, 30 <laughs> points, <laughs> such a steal. Uh, you can have a 44-point defense three model. <laughs> yep. yep. For, for, for anyone uh, new out there, he's being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. In case you never, can, never, you know, never, never, never. heard on this you, podcast, you always take the Warhorn. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you, that's right. You and really on every spend... single one of them, too. Not just one, but in case one of them dies, you want a second one. Well, I, yeah, I was going to say. I, I want I, Courage I don't think you want to take, I don't think you want every one of them, but you definitely want to spare. <laughs> uh, yes, all, so all of this is sarcasm. Special Ignore rules. Uh, they have <laughs> Wilden Creature and Knife Fighters, which is the same special rule from the Merkwood Ranger Captain. It basically means if they charge multiple guys, they get additional attacks. Uh, and if they lose that fight, they are extra screwed. Um, so, now the only reason that makes these guys worth it, in quotation marks, is the army bonus, uh, which is Merk- Merkwood Ranger's uh, from this force do not count towards the army's bow limit. Um, so actually, I thought that uh, you could only get this special rule if you had Thranduil, Legolas, Tariel, and the Merkwood Ranger Captain, but that is not the case. So just in case you didn't, you needed any more justification for not taking the Merkwood Ranger Captain, here you go. Um, so basically... Uh, their only redeeming quality is the fact that they don't count towards your bow limit. Um, yeah, these guys are terrible. I would only ever consider t- consider taking like one or two maybe. I'm sure there's going to be people in the comments of the YouTube video talking about how uh, Merkwood Rangers have won them games and how they're so great. Uh, I've never seen them do like anything. You know, I, I always get annoyed at that argument. Like, oh, I've won games with them. And I'm like, well, are you winning games at the top tables of Articon? Is that, yeah. is that where you're winning these games? Or Nova? Or <laughs> yeah. Australia? So I, I once attempted to create the absolute worst list that I could possibly come up with. And I'm fairly sure it was 800 points. And it was something like two Merkwood Ranger captains. And then like 14 Merkwood Rangers with Warhorns. And I mean, good luck ever winning a game with that particular 800 point list. But I mean, at least you get the courage six, right? Um, yeah, don't take these guys. Don't take the Warhorn. Oh, also, don't take the Warhorn on the Palace Guard either. This army list does not need a Warhorn. Um, so there will be a temptation of a lot of people to think, okay, especially if they've never played this. I mean, when this model first was introduced, everyone was crying about how broken it was and saying it was crazy, which is kind of funny of where we're at now. Um, one of the temptations here is the infinite bows. So you take like, oh, a couple captains, spam out bows. The problem with that approach is you're probably going to eliminate a small chunk of models um, and, and you might compare this to the Athelian Rangers. Why can the Athelian Rangers do it and these guys can't? The Athelian Rangers have uh, more models by, like, what, double <laughs> almost? Um, yes. So they're going to have, like, more models, and so they can take that punch. They also have Defense 4 rather than Defense 3. Um, but that's probably the main critical reason, though, is the, the larger amount of numbers. So not only are you firing more shots, which is key, but you can handle more pain. 
These guys cannot. So they're firing less shots uh, by almost half. And then they're they once they're in combat, they're absolutely in pain and struggling. And so it, it really doesn't work. Um, and, and yeah, that's I mean, and yes, I'm sure someone out there has taken a whole bunch of these and slaughtered their opponent. And I appreciate that. <laughs> but I, it's I'm, I'm pretty sure that has never happened. I, I will say this. <laughs> I will sometimes take one Mirkwood Ranger. And yep. the reason I take one Mirkwood Ranger is these guys are very good objective holders. Yeah. Um, because they go, they run, they stand behind a tree, and then you have to send um, somebody after them. They're going to be, that somebody is going to be taking shots all the way in. And when they get there, um, you have to, you still got to kill a 5 5 model. You got to beat it in combat. And sending a second guy to help out. Um, isn't necessarily actually going to help out. Um, it can actually end up hurting you. Um, so having one of these guys with the Elven Cloak, especially if you can wangle a way to kind of put an objective in kind of a weird position where like somebody has to climb up to get it. Um, and because then, then with the Elven Cloak, it, it becomes virtually impossible to dislodge these guys. I, I mean, I will tell a story. I have used my one Workwood Ranger in one of these um, objective scenarios where I put the objective on like the roof of a house where you had to, you know, it was one of these flat top roof things where you had to like climb upstairs to get to it. And that Merkwood Ranger sat at the top of those stairs and just, you know, uh, you know, first shot a couple of guys on the way in and then just sat at the top of the stairs, killing people and knocking them back down the stairs. And because they had the Elven cloak, there was no real way that they could shoot that Merkwood Ranger out. Um, so, you know, for 14 points, if you can spare a couple points, um, and you've already got your, you know, four or five, six palace guard in the list, maybe it's worth taking one just to be able to sit on that nice protected objective and, um, know that you're going to keep it unless the other guy sends more than 14 points to try and dig him out. Yeah. So I'd say these guys are probably the second best objective holders in this list uh, behind the next profile, which I guess we can go into. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. It's a lot of points for an objective holder. That's well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's two disadvantages that this guy has as objective holders. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is the Wood Elf Sentinel. Um, it's essentially the same model that shows up in the LaFlorian list. This has Elf, the Lorian keyword, and the Merkwood keyword, uh, and infantry and warrior. It is move six, fight uh, five, strength three, defense three again, two attacks, uh, one wound, courage five. Comes with elven made sword, elf bow, and elven cloak. Um, woodland creature. And then the other reason why you take these, and that's the enchanting song, which is an active special rule. Um, the, the sentinel sings. And when the sentinel sings, they can sing one of three songs. They can sing uh, the Hymn of Elbereth, uh, which this beautiful song raises the spirits of the targeted model. The targeted friendly model will automatically pass all courage tests for the remainder of the turn. Um, it's very unlikely you will use this, although conceivably you could if you really need to get that guy in to pin the ring wraith. Um, Eldamar Madrigal, which is another 12-inch range, targeted enemy model must immediately take a courage test the courage test is passed. Nothing happens. If the test is failed, the target model falls under the control of the opposing player who may then move it up to its maximum move, not half move like compel. Even if it has already moved that turn, this move can't be used to enter an enemy's control zone. 
dismount, lay down, perform an action that would cause harm to the target, such as jumping off a cliff, or anything that would require the model to roll a D6, such as a jump test. Affected models may move no further that turn. Um, this is the often used uh, power, um, and uh, this one allows you basically to kind of pull people out where guys can jump on them. For example, Thranduil, if he wants to, if during the approach mark, Thranduil wants to come up, call it, do a heroic combat off of the random guy who's now suddenly in range, and then uh, try and assassinate a hero. Um, and uh, then the last one is the Lay of Gondolin. This somber verse recalls the mighty elf city of Gondolin, a name to hit, a name fit to freeze the hearts of evil beings. If the Sentinel sings this song, they cause terror until the end of the turn. And you know, occasionally you may want to do this if you want this guy to cause terror. Um, usually you've got Thranduil around causing terror. Um, so this is, I think, slightly less useful in this list, but you can do it. So uh, Evan's correct. This guy also has an Elven cloak. He also has a bow. Um, so he's got a, a decent ability to, and he's got two attacks all the time. He's got a decent ability to hold an objective. The only downsides to using this guy as an objective holder are uh, a, he costs 25 points rather than 14. So he's more expensive and B his songs have a range. Um, and sometimes you're going to, you may want to hold an objective that's like way on the other corner of the board from where the fight is happening. And this is somebody you probably want near to where the fight is happening so that he can get some benefit out, off of his songs, um, which I think is the the reason that um, you might want to take the work Merkwood Ranger, um, uh, probably as well as this guy as like your second model, um, or perhaps instead of this model, if you're running out of points. I know there are people who swear by these models. Um, I can either take them or leave them, but uh, I mean, that's my thoughts on them variations of this where you know people will spam them for the two attacks i think that's a very expensive way to get two attacks um but i have seen it done where people do that and then put a spear support behind them and they i, I mean, guess you know I, or glaive I, support don't yeah, yes <laughs> glaive support. i mean don't don't take this model to fight with them you you have a defense three one wound model that costs 25 points yeah that's where don't it's like. Don't waste the points on a guy just because he has two attacks. The, the main reason you're taking this guy is Eldemar Madrigal. The other two special rules, uh, well, Enchanting Song, the one that auto-passes Courage. Uh, you've got Bodyguard, and your heroes are Courage like six, and your warriors are Courage five. So you're very rarely going to use that. And the Terra one is basically useless because the Rand Wheel is probably going to have the crown. So really, the, the spell you're looking for is Eldemar Madrigal. And part of the reason why I said he was a better objective holder than the Ranger is because you can also use Eldemar Madrigal defensively. Say if a cavalry model was trying to go at your back objective, you can target him with that spell and make him run away. And then suddenly you don't have to deal with him for a couple of turns. Um. You don't always have to use him as an objective, uh, as an objective model, but he's also very good at getting models off of objectives. Say if your opponent is leaving, maybe I don't know a goblin or something on a back objective, and you grab the goblin, move them away from the objective, and run on top of it. So that's why I said he was arguably a better objective grabber than the Merkwood Ranger. But there are reasons to take both of them. Um. As of whether or not to take this model, I think 
not taking them is fine, especially at lower points. But once you get to the higher points, uh, you just get an, like basically an additional dimension to your gameplay uh, if you use this model because of all the tricky things you can do. Uh, maybe using the spell on a, on a random guy and dragging them behind the opponent's lines and out of blinding light range so all of your archers can shoot without having blinding light problems dragging a guy forward and using them as uh, heroic combat fodder, uh, dragging a guy off of an objective, all sorts of different things you can do with this. So I I'd say having one, one of them is good. Yeah, um, usually I, I take one. Like, I'd say out. two if you really like them. I wouldn't go three or more. Um, they just get too expensive at that point. Conveniently, they come in packs of three. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I, I yeah. tend to stay away from these guys. Um, just because I need them to have two wounds. I'm sorry. I just I need these guys to have two wounds for me to justify them. Because if they, even if even keep them at defense three, fine. You know they're 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 very lightly armored. Makes sense. But with two wounds, I can go. Okay, I have my spell casting. I have a shot. I have two attacks. I can justify. I can't justify you at defense three with one wound, taking them from them. They're very good. I I love what I've been said about using them for objectives. I just, especially in this army, there's so many premiums to pay for. I just don't think there's enough points to take one of these when you consider that you probably want to take a banner as well. And I'd rather have a banner for 25 points than this guy. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. You take, you spend the 25 points on the banner before you spend the 25 points on this guy. I, I mean, there, there are some people and Evan's one of them who are, have the ability to kind of use this, their, their tricksy stuff really well. Um, and, and by the way, I think this is an example where this is, this guy is much more useful if you have a mounted thrand wheel and perhaps a couple of, um, Merkwood cavalry on horses to, to follow him around. Um, cause this is the guy where, you know, pick random orc, pull him out, jump him with thrand wheel and, um, you know, two other guys, and then, uh, you know, kind of heroic combat into that that uh hero that somebody left exposed and annihilate him um that's yeah that's one of the one of the tricks you can do with this yeah. guy this this is the model that like you're two out of three games he's not going to be super effective like he might make back, make up his points maybe move a guy off an objective or something but in one out of three games he is going to not necessarily win you the game, but give you a serious advantage. Like I think an example I can give a game against uh, the, a game I played against dad recently. Uh, he had Guritz and uh, he called a heroic March and uh, he didn't leave a back guard. So Guritz, uh, Guritz was able to like go backwards and I targeted him with the Sentinel, and he just double won the courage test. And <laughs> yeah, the heroic right. marching Guritz ran six inches backwards and couldn't give the heroic <laughs> march to any of the uh, to any of the Moranin orcs he was marching with. So the Moranins just ran forward without him, and Guritz arrived uh, to the battlefield like two late. to three turns late. <laughs> and I mean, twenty five points—that's definitely worth it. Yeah. So can really do some insane stuff uh if you get luck lucky enough but don't rely on these guys because 
Uh, yeah, I mean they're they're not they're not that hugely over. I mean, basically, you're you're trading two elves for one of these guys, mm-hmm. which is um, not a huge sacrifice for what they can potentially do. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. All right, so I want to end this uh, real quick. Um, your guys' opinion: two two small questions. Do you think this is a competitive army, and do you tend to take this with or without allies? Well, I brought it to the Warhammer World GT. Did pretty well. I love it. <laughs> I think of all the Elven armies, I think actually this has the uh, potential to be one of the better ones. Um, and mostly because of the plus one to wound, uh, which is a significant weakness of a lot of Elven armies. I mean, not having Kyrdin is, you know, a, a talk. And obviously he has a lack of hard-hitting heroes compared to Rivendell. But ultimately, I, I do think this is a very competitive list. Uh, so... And so, I mean, go ahead. I mean, yes, it is a competitive list. And uh, I mean, Porque no los dos. Why not uh, take a pure one? Why not take it allied? It works for both. I think generally it's not as optimal pure as it is either green allied or yellow allied. Obviously, the premier way you're taking it yellow allied is with just allying Legolas into somebody with a bunch of elf spear supports or shields uh, for the defense six and the fight five and the crazy stuff that Legolas can do. And obviously you can ally this with uh, the two main allies are three main allies, actually iron Hills, Erebor reclaimed and survivors of Lake town. Uh, Which is actually stuff. a fantastic selection. Yeah. Of allies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I- I think Which I, I so disagree with. They should not be historical <laughs> allies with the Iron Hills. That is an ally of convenience if I've ever seen one. Yeah. With well, a, a need for a legion. <laughs> hey, look, I mean, you got to give them the opportunity to jump over the Dorvish shield wall and yeah. you know, engage the orcs. A Best move that scene. had absolutely no tactical wisdom. Um, but anyway, the uh, I think the allied question comes down to whether or not you take Thranduil. I think if you don't take Thranduil, if what you're doing is taking, as Evan said, taking Legolas and a bunch of guys, you can ally him, ally him in wherever the hell you want. Um, if you are taking Thranduil, though, I think you are uh, either going pure or taking um, green allies because he just comes with a bunch of army bonuses that you don't want to give up. Okay. Um, let us know in the comments section what you guys think about Thranduil's halls. Um, let us know as well any lists you have for future episodes any ideas you'd like for us to go over as well and we look forward to seeing you guys next week all right